T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Anyhow, it's 5 o'clock. Cinco de Fivo with Evan and Tiki on the fan. <laughs> what made you laugh? What's so funny? <laughs> My joke just killed me. Your uh, joke? He's laughing at himself. Yeah. It well, wasn't me telling Tiki, just don't tell me. Well, that I love too, because he'll come in tomorrow with the whole thing. But uh, all right, anyway. Cinco de Fivo is brought to you by Helix Wireless, connecting everything everywhere. And by Wendy's. Try the new pretzel baconator today, as we did. Delicious lunch. All right, Tiki. Yes. You ask for homework, I deliver homework. Let's hear it. After yesterday's discussion, I'm about to deliver you my favorite five non-giant Super Bowl moments of my lifetime. Non? What? Okay, say that again. You wanted, I said, all the great Super Bowl memories, yeah, all the great yeah. NFL memories of Super Bowl games. I'm giving you the non-giant ones. So we're not, we're oh, t- no it. Tyree, no oh, Manningham. Those are it, easy. They'd be one and two. Got it. All right, here we go. Here we go. Number five. Super Bowl 44. Sean Payton's onside kick to start the second half. Mm, baller. Baller move. It's They're- funny. Every Super Bowl, I think you can boil down to a moment, to a play. Fair or not. Like, it comes down to one play that you remember. And of that Super Bowl between New Orleans and Indianapolis, a Super Bowl I had a very tough time getting into because my team lost in the title game. Mm-hmm. That's the moment. Yeah. Very simple. Onside kick. And that moment is also a moment that reminds you why not to have or be at Super Bowl parties if people don't care about the game. Think about how many people probably missed that moment because it was their only chance to go to the bathroom because of <laughs> half times and commercials and everything it's else. 30 minutes. First play right out of the half, you were probably barely sitting down. You missed the onside You know what Tiggy was doing? He was benching 450 oh, as that right. play happened. Good point. Right. Right. Back in those Number days, four. <laughs> Super Bowl 43, the James Harrison pick six. Yep. That's right. another one. 99 yards, 18 seconds left and a half. Kurt Warner's Cardinals were down 10-7, threw a pass to the one-yard line, and boom, remember Harrison chugging for 99 yards. Very that was underrated Super Bowl, and I think it's underrated because the one before that was yeah. obviously the giant Patriot one, and I think we all walked away from that saying, yeah. boy, how can anything match it? But that Steeler Cardinals Super Bowl after the 08 season, one of the great ones. Hold that thought. Okay. Just hold that I'm, thought. I'm holding it. In a time capsule. Number three. Super Bowl 49. It's Malcolm Butler's interception at the goal line. Mm. I'll tell you, I think that's practiced. Number, I think that's number one. The thing really? that makes it great is he pra- they practiced it. We have part? the video of him like doing it in practice. Practicing it or stealing signs? Which one? Or both? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Just stealing the ball. All right. Put it this way. That's a whole that's a legacy moment. Yeah, me. I think right. that to me, if I'm doing my I think that's number one. Yeah. I'd be surprised what could top that. Go ahead. All right. Here we go. 
Number two. It's Super Bowl 34. It's Kevin Dyson getting tackled at the one-yard line by Mike Jones. That's number two for me. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. That's I, a big one. And to be honest, I was the seventh grader when this moment happened. I knew I loved the Giants. I was raised to love the Giants. I had watched so many Giant games. That was the moment where I truly realized how in love with football I was, not just what the Giants. What kind of sucked was he gets in the end zone. They kicked the extra point. We would have had at that moment our very first overtime Super Bowl game, yeah. which we had to wait another decade and a half for. Right. What do you, and by the way, same playoffs as the Music City Miracle. It was a great run. All right, here we go, number one. Number one. We go back to Super Bowl 43. It's the Santonio Holmes toe-drag touchdown in the final moment. So you're going the- two uh, plays from that Super Bowl. Wow. So that sets up what you were saying, Evan. This Super Bowl pisses me off. Because, as a Giant fan, we come off Super Bowl 42. We couldn't even let it sit there. And anybody who wasn't a Giant fan came right out after this Super Bowl and said, that's the greatest Super Bowl I've ever seen. And it annoyed me because part of me agreed with them. Right. And how dare you take the limelight away from David Tyree yeah. and the Giants beating the undefeated Patriots. But think about those back-to-back Super Bowls we had. It bothered me that we had such a great Super Bowl after such a memorable Giant Super Bowl. That's you know, a- and that's Antonio Holmes' touchdown was not a touchdown. What? His, his back foot never touched the ground. His back foot was on top of his his pointed foot. Really? Go look at it again. Well, Tiki's clearly been down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I trust because it's 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 the wrong throw. Ben Roethlisberger makes the wrong throw. <laughs> I'm serious. The tight end is dragging. He should just throw it to the tight end. Instead, he fires it into this little like keyhole of a shot to get uh, it to Santonio Holmes. I see Holmes, what you're doing here. And it pulls him off off the ground. Yeah. His left foot is on the ground. His right foot is on the back of his left foot. I see what you're doing here. So. No, no, you got an agenda. Yeah. What's my agenda? You got a pro-Eli agenda. I see what no, you're doing. No, I was at that Super Bowl. Actually. Yeah, you're saying it's yeah. a bad throw by Ben. They shouldn't have won the game. And if you take that championship away from Ben, Eli's better. That's what you're doing. <laughs> he no, was no, also no. a Kurt Warner teammate. He wants to have Warner have another no, That too. Yeah. I wasn't better with the Arizona Cardinals. That, that game. You got a whole agenda going on. Yeah. You got a pro great Kurt Warner. Story on, 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 on uh, what's the wide receiver? I'm forgetting his name now. Anquan uh, Bolden? No, the other one. Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald. The, the other one. The, <laughs> the Hall of Famer. The Hall of Famer, yeah. Uh, so that is Cinco de Fuego today and every day, 5 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. But that list is yeah. just another reminder that Evan is so wrong when he says we've already had our last football Sunday. Think about all those all moments right. that technically shouldn't count because what's your, football's what's your over. your favorite moment? Well, a favorite is not the way I would. Favorite? Yeah, your, your favorite, most memorable moment Okay, from a Super Bowl. So it's not my favorite, but I'm a wrestling fan. And sometimes the heel winning just sticks with you more than the face finally accomplishing it. Right. Like last year, I got to tell you, one of my favorite WrestleMania moments of all time was last year. Seeing Roman Reigns beat Cody Rhodes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it cracked me up to no end. My son was upset. Everybody on social media was upset. Cody, Cody. Like, I loved it. Now, I didn't love what I'm about to describe, but sometimes the heel winning is most memorable. He nailed it. Okay. The interception. The Seattle-New England Super Bowl in which if you just hand the ball off to Marshawn Lynch, it's likely that those evil sons of bitches lose. (laughs) And that interception was like the ultimate heel move in which you're stunned. Like you're sitting there like, are you effing kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. in a lot of ways, that result was more stunning than the Atlanta game with New England yeah. in which they blew the big lead. You because already know. You could see it coming. Like, you felt the collapse coming. Yeah. I'm sitting there, and I'll never forget where I was. I'm in my apartment in Long Island City. Me and my wife are now together. We weren't married yet. She's sleeping in the other room. <laughs> and I'm standing up like, we're going to beat those bastards. And when he dropped back and threw, like, slow motion. 
I'm watching this play just transpire. So I can't say it's my favorite. Obviously, it made right. me miserable. And I then screamed at the top of my lungs the F word. <laughs> wow. Which, by the way, I've only done that twice, like where I've screamed the F word uncontrollably. And I'm going to give you the two moments. Okay. You ready? Go ahead. Uh-huh. Malcolm Butler interception. Right. It's a tough one. I'm sorry, Lugie. Alex Gordon home run against Jerry Riz Familia on the quick pitch. Game one of the 15 World Series when they tied the game. Oh. Those two moments caused uncontrollable, like not sadness. Yeah. Just, ah, ah, <laughs> And my wife was like, what the hell is happening? And by the way, those two events not yeah. separated by that much time. No, you're They're right. within like 10 months of each other. And not to dangle you a little further with a bad Met moment, but that moment the Malcolm Butler touchdown also created the NFL's version of the Andy Chavez catch which is the Jermaine curse catch. Completely forgotten. Uh, Completely yeah. forgotten. Yeah. If the Seahawks win that game, the curse catch gets ranked up there with the Tyree and Holmes catch as the greatest plays in Super Bowl history. 100%. Yeah. And by the way, on that note, I want to wish a very happy birthday to Andy Chavez. Oh, how it all ties together. Nice little bow. How did you know that? I, I don't know. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Sean. Seriously, I didn't know that. that. Uh, my favorite Super Bowl moment, though, yeah. I don't know. Like, that's the funny thing. I think the heel winning sometimes jumps right. out at you more than anything. So my, my most memorable moment, because I was a, red, a Washington fan back then. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I just, Joe Theismann had won in 82 season, 83 Super Bowl. Damn, you're old, man. Right? I am old. But that was the John Riggins one. Remember the jersey getting ripped off? Yeah. Like, everybody remembers that. So the next year, they're trying to, to Sean's definition of a dynasty. Oh, they got killed by the Raiders, though. Exactly. They're trying to go back to back. Right, right. So in that game, Marcus Allen takes a handoff. He bounces left. Like, he's going – it's like, oh, he's nowhere to go inside. He goes all the way to the left side of the – outside the tackle box. Reverses field, comes all the way back to the right side, sticks his foot in the ground, and goes like 58 yards for a touchdown. Mm. It was the greatest run in Super Bowl history. How old were you when that happened? I was 14. Okay. So this is this is the next year's Super Bowl. So the Reds, the then Redskins are trying to go back to back. I have a question. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'm genuine about this because I was not around. I wasn't even born yet. But I know history. Yeah. So that year where Washington won the Super Bowl... Do you remember something about that season? 1983? 1982. The 82 season. 82 season. Remember something about that season? It was a strike year. Yeah. It was a strike year. I'm glad you remember that. They only played nine games, and they had what they called the Super Bowl tournament. The Jets got to the AFC title game that year. Uh, Why is that considered real? (laughs) Because I just heard you about two hours ago, very jackassery, refer to a COVID season as not really a season. Yeah, but I was 12. So why was that? Why is this real? But, dude, I was 12. So it's based on age. My, My fandom was, like... Immature. So it's based on immaturity and age. Yes. Okay. So if you're 12 years old right now listening to this show. But a 12 year old is not listening to this show. A 15 year old is. They were 12 at the time. <laughs> we're very popular with 15 year olds. Okay. No, I've seen the data. Um, <laughs> 2020 is real. 2021 is all real. Yeah, of course okay. it is. I'm just making sure. Of course it is. Because I want to call people out on that. I don't right. like that. But I'm not 15. So right? you're saying for kids it's okay, but for adults we have to acknowledge it was fake? Well, I, I think. So the, if you were, if you were con- 40 and 82, okay. that wasn't a real I season. I think the context of that season. As it pertains to the Lakers, is what is what drives you crazy, because the Lakers had proven that their stars were not going to play an entire season. We had seen it year after year after year. LeBron James, after having like a decade plus of invincibility, mm-hmm. he was Superman. Finally, started to feel kryptonite. Like he was hurt a I lot, and the pandemic comes. It shuts down the season, and n- nobody's playing. No. And LeBron James and AD, they chill, they rest, they go into the bubble, and then they're dominant. It's like restarting the season again. Yeah, well, that's what you did in 1982. You restarted the season after a strike. But okay, you were 12, it's different. Football's different. No, no, it's not not the sport. It's the fact that you're admitting, and I respect that you're admitting this, I was a kid, I'm biased. That's okay. You're a kid, you're biased. Yeah. I just think it is. And as an adult, I'm discerning. And I can see the details. Ah. I can see the minutia. So if you were 40 in 1982, the Washington Redskins at the time did not really win the Super Bowl. Of it was course they won oh, the Super fake, Bowl. It was a fake year. I didn't say it was a fake It was a fake postseason. It was, it was a fake a, season. They played it was, nine it was, games. It, there was a, it was a, it was, there were conditions that allowed them <laughs> to have the advantage. <laughs> okay. Right? <laughs> I do this, by the way, I do this with baseball fans too with 1981. Was that really a season? Mm. No, but we, enough to, and here's my overall point. I'll bring it back together. In 20 years, we will look at 2020 as legitimate. And that's my point. When time goes by, we will just think, oh, the Dodgers won the World Series. Oh, the Lakers won the NBA. Like, we will just accept it Mm -hmm. the way you just casually accepted that in 1982, the Washington then Redskins won the Super Bowl. Yes. And by the way, I do want to— And by the way, it just—the reason it it matters is because that was the beginning of my football fandom. No, I get it. There's also something else. Um, That's what their team name was back then. And the reason I say then is because the NFL is under major fire because on social media they were respecting their history and, like, blacked out the the Washington logo and referred to them as the commanders in the Super Bowl. The commanders. But they just weren't. That's like calling the Brooklyn Nets. That's calling the New Jersey. I'll give you one that's less offensive. Right. The New Jersey Nets went to the finals, not the Brooklyn Nets. Right. So, it's like, I mean? so it would be like saying now, oh, back in what year was that, 98, 99. Right? The Brooklyn Nets. Oh, 203. 
Oh two and oh three, just to be fair. All right. So the O two O two New Jersey Nets. Yes. It would be like calling them the O two Brooklyn Nets. Yes. Went to the NBA Finals. Like, we get why they changed the name, and I'm not arguing that, but we have to understand that that's not who they were. We can't call them by a different name. Yeah. I just, like, same thing with the Guardians. Like, they weren't the Guardians when they choked all those World Series. They right. were the Cleveland Indians. We'll yeah. never look back at the Cubs-Guardians World Series. No, we can't. We can't. Right. And I don't think that's being offensive. I'm not trying to be offensive to yeah. anybody. It's I'm just, just understanding that that's what it was. It's changing history. Yeah, we can't change history. We got to at least refer to it that way. But anyhow, um, the whole point is your Super Bowl as a kid fake. Yeah. It, do- it doesn't count, right? And That's by the, the way, that was that was the Washington then Redskins chance to become a dynasty because they won one four years later, right? But I don't know if that fits. No, no repeat. Got to win back no. to back. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. They would have won back to back. So three in six years. Basically? So it had been three and what's he? One, two, three, four, five, six years. Three in six years. Is core, that dynasty? Core of the team the same, quarterback the same? Uh, not really. Because <laughs> it, no. was, it was Theismann, and then Theismann was gone. Nope. It was Jay Schrader. Then but, doesn't count. But you know what's funny with dynasties? So the Kansas City Chiefs obviously have a chance to win a back-to-back Super Bowl. Really, really cool accomplishment. Plus yeah. they won in 19, plus they were in the Super Bowl in 2020. So that's four Super Bowls in five years. They have a chance to win three. Their roster is not the same as it was four years ago. Like, that's just the modern, the NFL. And it's the same thing with the Patriots. Like, look at all the changes over the years between well, the, the one one. The quarterback was the same. The quarterback and the coach are the same. But is yeah. that everything? Like, I, I, a wise man once told me you have to build a team ass first. Well, if the ass is different, yeah. then is it really a dynasty if it's a different team? Uh, yeah. Kelsey and Chris Jones are still big parts of that ass. Core four. I, I get you, but what's that cutoff? Like, how different can the team be? Look at the Astros, by the way. I'll give them as an example because they didn't win the back-to-back World Series, but their roster today, Jordan Alvarez wasn't on the 2017 mm-hmm. team. Kyle Tucker wasn't on that team. Framber Valdez, but it's the Astros. And because of Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve. You were ready. That was very impressive. <laughs> They're the same. But in the NFL, like, rosters change. Look how yeah. different the Niners are. Yeah, very. Quarterback, different. Everything is different. Running backs are different. I mean, Debo wasn't there. Kittle. Was Kittle? In the last Super Bowl? Kittle played in that game. Yeah, yeah Kittle was yeah. there. Right. Christian McCaffrey Because he said afterwards, I'll be back. We'll be back. Yeah, it took yeah, him Kittle five played. years, but he got back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to – well, he got back. I give him credit. Let's go to Lee on Long Island. How are you, Lee? What's going on, guys? What's Great up? show. Love with you guys my way home. Appreciate it. This is uh, a question for Evan. Um, I know it's slightly hockey-related, but I think you'll understand it. As an Islander fan, I mean, we were all devastated when John Tavares said, don't trade me, don't trade me, please don't trade yeah. me. Yeah, And ultimately ended up leaving. Mm-hmm. Knowing that Alonzo is a Scott Forrest client, do you think that he has that same affinity where he could possibly go down that same route of don't trade me, don't trade me, and could ultimately end up leaving for the most money available in free agency? But here's the difference, and, and, and there is a big difference between John Tavares and Pete Alonzo in this regard. There was only so much the Islanders could offer. The Islanders gave him the most they could offer. And at that point, you're helpless. Like, you make your max offer, you hope for the best. That's not the case in baseball. So where I will be frustrated, I can't speak for everybody, but certainly with me, it's going to be, you're Steve Cohen. You can't be outbid. And anyone who breaks down the analytics or he's not worth this or he's not worth that, then you've missed the point of Steve Cohen. Like, I get it. Sometimes you make business decisions 
that, you know, when you really break it down, maybe it's not the smartest Teague based on yeah. the stats. But you've got a billionaire owner. And I thought a part of having a billionaire owner is you'll never be outbid for your guy. You'll never <laughs> let that happen. Well, I think the, 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 the only thing that we don't know is whether or not they still really want him. But that's where I'll be annoyed. And that's yeah. the difference between John Tavares and Pete Alonso. Yeah. If he leaves because the Mets are outbid, my anger won't be at Scott Boris. My anger won't be at Pete Alonso. My anger will be at Steve Cohen. Yeah. But and it'll it, be, what will we sold? I, I, so the ch- the challenge will then become, we'll never know what Pete th- thought. Well, do, we right. have the same thing with DeGrom, yet yeah. people have already formulated what you right. think he that's, thought. That's what I mean. Like, and the we, truth like, is, we, the Mets weren't even close to bidding on we'll DeGrom. only speculate unless he comes out explicitly. And says, I didn't want to be here. Right, which he never did. No. And by the way, that's accepted now amongst Mets fans. Well, Jacob DeGrom never wanted to be here. When the reality is, again, Mets made the right decision. I'll give him that. The Mets weren't even in the ballpark of outbidding the Texas Rangers. No. I can't well, have that they happen didn't, they again. Didn't, I don't know if they even tried, though. That's that's the problem. They tried on a short-term deal. That's what they tried on. Yeah. And their attitude was, and maybe it's the same attitude with Pete, if we can get him back on this deal, we'll do it. If it's not, we won't do it. And that's why... Look, John Tavares leaving is still a scarring experience, even though the Islanders ended up better off. Like, we now have history to tell us they went to -to back-to-back conference finals. Mm -hmm. Like, the facts are the facts. Like, that franchise, this franchise had not won a lot. They won one round. They finally did it with JT, and he did get the game-winning goal. Like, I was there in the building. I respect it and appreciate it. But they did more when he was gone. I understand that could happen with Pete Alonso. I understand that could happen with anybody. But the Islanders, at the end of the day, could only do so much to keep him. That's not the case with the Mets and Yeah, because they have the money. It's just whatever they have the desire. One minor, minor correction. The Islanders didn't go to back-to-back conference finals. They went back-to-back final fours. There was one year. There were three East teams. You see, now you're being a douche, and it's pissing me off. I'm just saying it's not the I final. understand that it was different in the bubble. I get This it. is actually the year after the That's bubble. right, the year mm-hmm. after. They got to the conference finals. Okay. Well, we how do you determine it? who made it? When three teams in the East made it. Were they in the same round? They were in that round against the point. same freaking team. Against the same, but the Canadians were in it. They're in the East. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> just Tiki, telling you. I'm Tiki, just being. I get it. I knew it. I understand it. I experienced it. I'm telling you that that's stupid. It doesn't matter. They got to the. Se- okay, I'm gonna make him better. Go ahead. He wants to be a hockey douche. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. He wants to be a hockey douche. Come yes. on. I waited till five eighteen to be a douche today. Let that's me fine. Be, I'm not just douche. Hockey douche. Yes. It's specific. They got to the semifinals in two years in a row. I I accept your answer. I understand the NHL did the Fugazi changing of things. We would have played the Canadians in the Stanley Cup final. It was weird. But I, I'm just saying, if 10 minutes ago you're going to press Tiki on why his team didn't really win a Super Bowl when he was a kid, you can't be touting he went to back-to-back conference finals. So, they the went way, to the, back-to-back but, conference finals. They went to the same round two years in a row. Like, yes, it was called different. Yes, it was realigned differently. Did they get to the same round two years in a row? Yeah, they got to the semifinals. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll how'd, you, how'd, you, how'd you guys do last year? The Rangers had a chance to go to back-to-back semifinals. How'd they do? I forgot. How'd you do? Did you get back there? Well, we should have swept, and we didn't. Did you get smoked in the first round after having a 2-0 lead? I'm I sorry. Mean, I can't remember. I, I wouldn't call going to Game 7 smoked, but, you know. Well, you were up 2-0, and you were celebrating, all of you. How'd you do? We lost, Evan. You want to be a hockey douche? I'll be a hockey douche. Yeah. You yeah. know why we lost, Evan? Because, oh, we lose. <laughs> because we're New Yorkers and we always lose. Okay? That's why. Don't, don't hit me with the soft spot. <laughs> Just saying. We all suck. We're all in this together. And it's a question of who sucks life. Right. We're all a bunch of losers. By the way, you remember the... Uh, we were talking about the then Redskins. Oh, where did you want rabbit hole? Right. What? What? Both, both of their Super Bowls were strike seasons. 
Ah, uh, yeah, that's 87 true. Too. 87 as well. But in 87, they used replacement players, I and there were results with the replacement players. And you want to go one more down loser memory board? What's that? The Devils won a cup, and the Knicks made a finals on strike shortened seasons, too. So we, when we even get different, there. Different, different. Mm. Different. I they played a lot more games. I get no it. one remembers those regular seasons. No. It's, it's funny, but in the NBA and the NHL, don't matter. Right. It matters far but less. When you play 16 games, all of a sudden you're playing nine. Yep. Or what was it? 15? It was nine in uh, 1982. I know, but what was it? The 15. 15. Yeah. So, so it was only one. But it wasn't just the 15. They played a bunch of games with replacement right. players. Right. <laughs> that was the other problem. I was just looking at the replacement player rosters. Yeah. Oh, no. It's crazy. <laughs> we'll get back to your calls in a second. Plus, Tiki Barber blames Tom Thibodeau for all the Nick injuries. I think he's being really, really mean. But I will stand up for you, Nick fans. Don't you worry. Evan and Tiki here on The Fan on this beautiful Wednesday. Tomorrow, coming up at 4 o'clock, Sean will get to make a big show decision because he beat me in pickleball. Looking forward to that, plus the return of Bad Tiki. And plus for another day closer to the Super Bowl, which is very exciting. Kansas City, San Francisco, the rematch. By the way, uh, you were mocking the Lakers, saying they didn't really win an NBA title. I just read within the last 10 minutes, Anthony Davis, quote, we were running through that league. We were going to win anyway. So he's already out there attacking back at Tiki Barber, saying we would have won the NBA title anyway. Maybe they would have. Maybe they would have. But attrition has a way of cowarding all of us. Yes, it does. Speaking of attrition, uh, we started the show this way about four hours ago, three hours ago. Obviously, we're waiting word on Jalen Brunson, who injured his ankle last night at Madison Square Garden. It was very, very scary. Looked like he turned it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Didn't leave in a boot. Didn't leave limping horribly, like a slight limp. Yeah, he wasn't crying either. Just kind of like took his shoe off. Like He's like, hold on. Let me readjust my shoe. That's right. So it's encouraging. It was encouraging that it isn't going to be catastrophic, but he may miss time. So obviously we're waiting word from the Knicks on, does he play tomorrow night against the Dallas Mavericks? Does he play over the weekend? But Tiki thinks this is all Tom Thibodeau's fault. He works his guys too hard. He shouldn't have been in the game up 20. You, You put luck against you when you grind during the regular season. I know the games matter because you obviously need to be you want to host, right? You want, you don't want to be traveling, and you, the last thing you want to do is be anywhere close to the play-in tournament because we know what happens. You want the highest seed possible. Right, you yes. want the highest seed possible. So winning regular season games is the way to get there. But the the league has turned into a we need to protect our star. And the reason is because in order to win a championship, you have to have a top-five player. You just go back and look at the history of NBA champions from Denver to the gold to the Golden State Warriors to uh, the, you know, the who went it before them the the Toronto Toronto yeah with Kawhi Leonard Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks yeah. right then Golden State again even Cleveland like all those teams had top five players now the Knicks I'm not saying have a top five player but Jalen Brunson was working his way towards being one and now if he's out like like statistically and like. Empirically, it just doesn't look like they're a team that can win if he's not healthy. Well, we all know Jalen has to be healthy, but what do you want to do? You want to baby him? You no, want to create maintenance? But days? I do want to have some days where he's not required to grind for forty-three minutes and score, you know, thirty-five points well, in order for this team to win. Unfortunately, right now with them being banged up, that's what they need from. Okay, him. so Leon Rose needs to protect his coach to help him protect well, his players. They've got less than twenty-four hours now to add additions to this roster. And look, sometimes injuries can be a blessing in disguise. The Knicks are going to have a tough time winning games if Jalen sits until the All-Star break, mm-hmm. which luckily is only four games. They may well go 0-4. That's not going to bury them. They could still get a top-four seed in the Eastern Conference, and maybe they steal a game or two. But Jalen Brunson getting that rest, it's a good thing. Right. You know, that's, that's a and positive thing. And it was coming thing. anyways because, well, 
I mean, what, I don't know. Would it have come if he? Yeah, because the All Star break, you have eight days off, and even though you're playing in an All Star game, it's an All Star game. Yeah, and you're chilling, right? You're not you're not grinding like you are. You're not traveling as much. Like it's just you get a chance to chill, I, even I if you are at the All Star. There game. are certain players in this league that don't need maintenance days. There mm-hmm. are guys that do. Like down in Philadelphia, I'm sure our former PD Spike Eskin will talk all about this. Joel Embiid is built to be a maintenance day guy. He just is. Well, physically, he's that. He's got that that body that needs the rest. Well, he's also never healthy. True. Like you're waiting for Joel to get hurt, and unfortunately for him, he did get no, hurt. No, he's one of those guys that came into the league. It's like I mean, they say this in every sport, but it's particular in the NBA. If you come in hurt, you're likely going to stay. Right. Hurt. And that's been the story of his NBA career. Yep. He's a great player when he plays. He's unreliable to stay healthy, especially during the postseason. You know, Joel Embiid has missed a playoff game in every year he's been in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a true story. So I get it with Joel Embiid. Hey, that guy needs maintenance days. Jalen Brunson doesn't need maintenance days. What happened last night was bad luck. That's what happened. Yeah. Yes, he was in a game with a twenty point lead with eight minutes to go. But you know what? But that's what makes it. That's what makes it bad. So if it happened in the second quarter, it was, you'd be it was okay against with it. a terrible Grizzlies team, and it was in the in the end of the game with with a 20-point lead or whatever. It turned well, out when he got hurt, it's funny. So it's, it's crazy how this works out. Right. They're up 20. Right. They go back to Jalen Brunson. Yeah. The Knicks then watch uh, Memphis make a run to cut it to eight. Right. What'd and now down? there's about seven. four and a half minutes to go in the game. Right. Would they have seven three-pointers? Yeah. <laughs> That's when he got hurt. So when he got hurt, the game was actually getting close. Right. Right. So why even put him back? In? So this is revisionist, and I, I admit that. But why even put him in there first place? Because you don't know the lead's going to go from 20 to eight. Well, okay, but if it's if it's going to do anything other than that, which is likely to stabilize, you don't need him. Yeah, but you don't know that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you don't know that. I know no, you don't. Look, I have but. many questions about Tom Thibodeau, and we will address them as the weeks go on, marching towards the playoffs. My skepticism on him, the fact that I find it completely hypocritical of Nick fans to mock Len Rivers and then say, but I got Tom Thibodeau, as if Tom Thibodeau has accomplished more in the postseason he hasn't. Otherwise so known as Doc. Okay, but he's not a doctor anymore. I know, All but right. you keep saying Glenn Rivers, and every time you say it, I'm like, who the hell are you talking about? Does that about? bother you? No, it doesn't. Does but that I'm bother sure, you, Lugie? Sure, no, sure, I love the shtick. I'm sure people are like, who? Huh? He Whatever. lost his doctorate. <laughs> Whatever. You blow through one lead, you lose your doc. My point is, yes, there are questions about Tom Thibodeau come postseason time. I do not question these injuries being his fault. And again, for the most part, I'm with you. Because I like the fact that he grinds his guys because it's old school. It's yeah. kind of kind of how I'd want to do it. But when it when there's a major rash of injuries, and I don't, I'm not saying it's all because of playing time and grinding 43 minutes a game. But one is okay. Two becomes a coincidence. Three, something else is wrong. Let's go to Jim in Elmont, New York. What's up, Jim? Good evening, guys. Uh, earlier, you were talking about um, how Sean has a major show decision coming up tomorrow. Yes. And you were throwing around just how other people would judge it, right? Yes. <laughs> My thing is that the, the main person who I would go to, like a guy like Mark Chernoff, who actually would put Sean on the short list for programming. I know. We heard that how the other day. Mu- yeah. right? How much he admires his humor and his uh, talent. And, and, and this month, it's been a great month for the show, number one. You, Tiki, Tommy, him, he's, a, he's an integral part to it. And I would say also, the last month for Sean, he had one of someone he admires the most, the summit, that Susan Waldman oh. actually gave him kudos uh, right. one of his monologues. That's and right. it meant a lot to him. Probably one of the moments in his life he got a little emotional. Of course, if I'm going to comedy, someone who judges it, who I would go to, Susan Waldman to me in the comedic world, 
has a little has a little something in it. <laughs> okay. Now I, I'm going to give you some. Did you know? And Sean might know. Back in the day, in the younger days, Susan was part of a comedy duo: Susan Waldman and Joanne O'Brien. They had a comedy team many, many years ago. Yeah, and Tiki, go down a rabbit hole. Comedy, comedy duo. Listen, comedy duo. They were the first female team to do Abbott Costello's Who's on First. It might be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. And here's how it kind of went: Who's on first? Who's on first? It's Johnny Who. Johnny Who, who played for the Cleveland Indians before he got traded to the Dodgers. His favorite pregame meal was applesauce. You, you, you can look this up. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Thank you, Jim. Hi. Yeah, Tiki, are you down the rabbit hole yet to find I'm that if Susan up. Wallman was in a comedy team? Yeah, I'm looking up. I don't see it. But, <laughs> Shocker. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna look. The only reason why I thought for a second maybe it's true is that Susan's a, like a Broadway well, singer. Who, who, was the, so, who was the girl he said? I missed it. I missed it. Something. Joe O'Brien. O'Brien. Or, yeah. Like Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien or no, something. Not Conan. <laughs> Judy O'Brien. Susan's very, very talented, and Susan is a singer. Like, we know that. Yes. She's done the national anthem. She's done Broadway. Mm-hmm. So the talent level makes me think it could be possible. Could be possible. What was his point, though, to this whole thing? I thought he was going to like guess what Sean's big show decision. Well, he was is. saying that that Sean was becoming the new PD because that's you, not his show. Because decision. you would like it, I I like it, Loogie would hate it, right? And Keith would probably. Hate oh, you, it. Yeah, you said Keith would hate it. You guys are way over. You Alan said you weren't sure about Brandon, but you think Sal would hate it. Yes. And so, wait, hold on. Let, let's just get this out there before tomorrow at four o'clock. <laughs> His show decision is not that he's a program director. No, he doesn't have the power uh, to make you. a right, show listen. decision, not a station. Why would you want to be the program director anyway? <laughs> more, more money, Luke. The program director's leaving to go be an on-air talent. What does that tell you? <laughs> well, it tells us he's more an fun idiot. being on the air. It tells us he's a moron. That's what it tells us. And he's the current program director. You call him the former program. Well, I mean, he basically is. Well, he's still the boss. You know why I think he's the former program director? I'm going to tell you why. Because we haven't yeah. seen him in four days. No, come on. What are you, stop. He was in Vegas, to Not, be fair. Oh, he was in Vegas. Yes. Fine. That's fair enough because it was part what's of the he, job. What's he in Vegas for? For the Super, for the Bowl. Super Bowl. He wanted to make sure Boomer and Geo took off carefully and everything was a success. Oh, you mean their show that's on at four in the morning? Yeah, that show. <laughs> three in the morning, actually. The one uh, whose producer accidentally booked the wrong Randy Moss. <laughs> Easy mistake. Anyone can make it. But here's why Spike's not the PD. I got information. Yeah. I got some interesting information. Oh, really? Tomorrow is a big day. Why is tomorrow a big day, you ask? Tomorrow's making his decision? Tomorrow, Sean's making a big show decision. Tomorrow, Ben Ben Tiki Tiki is on the show. But also, there's another reason why tomorrow's a big day. Right. It's the NBA trade deadline. Oh. 3 p.m. Eastern. 3 p.m. Eastern time. And right here in New York City, where there's a basketball team with maybe some title hopes, you would think he'd be around and he'd be available. I've got sources that are telling me our program director ain't going to be here tomorrow. What? He's going to be in a city that doesn't have a team that can win an NBA championship because maybe their best player can't walk and right currently now. currently three games behind our team. <laughs> right. That has hopes for an NBA championship. I heard that Spike is going to be helping out around the trade deadline at WIP in Philly, and he ain't going to be here. So when you ask me, why do I call him the program director? Because he checked out already. The former program director. The former program director. Because he's gone. And by the way, Spike, I want you to think about this. And even though we share our Nick Hate in common, you left New York to go to Philly. Mm. They got less of a chance of winning a title than this. Especially with Joel Embiid opting for surgery and being reevaluated in three weeks. (laughs) 
By the way, you know, so here's the funny thing about Joel Embiid. At first, the reports were he needs surgery. And then once he had it, go down this rabbit hole. Adrian Wojnarowski, Sham Sharnia, all these guys stopped calling it surgery. They called it a procedure. Mm. It was almost like, oh, no, we can't use surgery. That word's too dirty. Right. We're going to call it a procedure, as if that's going to make Philly fans. <laughs> uh, all right, Ian Begley has a tweet. We have a Jalen update? Yes, and then some. Oh, good. Go ahead. Okay, first, Knicks are just simply listing Jalen Brunson as questionable with an ankle sprain. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right? That's good. The other part of this, OG Ananobi is again out, but with an actual injury. With a bone spur irritation in his right elbow. What the hell is that? Well, I don't know what it is, but it's the first time we've gotten exactly what's going on. So what's that? What's a bone spur irritation in your elbow? So what were they, by by the way, before you answer, what were they calling it previously again? Elbow inflammation. Okay, so we went from elbow inflammation or whatever you just said. So I can speak to this because I have a bone spur in my knee. So so he probably has, for whatever reason, a loosened joint. So the, the capsule's loose, so it moves. So there's laxity in his joint. Mm-hmm. Like it can hyperextend. And when that happens, your body naturally tries to create things to protect itself. So burns, bone spurs start to develop. The problem with bone spurs is, one, they can break. And then you have this irritating you know, body floating around around or in the joint. Sometimes it, it like locks, right? Or, or it's rubbing into the cartilage. And and like slowly ripping and tearing cartilage, Oof. and if that happens, you get inflammation. So they probably just said, "Let's treat it," and then they got a film on it, MRI or whatever, and then they saw what this issue was. So it might require a procedure. Oh God, or, a procedure or surgery? Uh, procedure, because uh. it's just, it's awkward. It's in and out. It's it's the same day. It take you know thirty minutes, uh. right? But I, I I hope not, because once you cut somebody open. There's always problems that come forward. So what's the time? We still don't have a timetable on this. We don't. We all we don't. are for the Knicks. Depe- are forcing it us. On if there's a procedure. Gotcha. The if Knicks are a procedure. Us. It'll be like two or three weeks. If there's not, it could be a couple of days. Could be a couple of days. Right. The Knicks are forcing us to become like experts, like to be right. WebMD experts. I, I did a little WebMD on this. Okay. It says uh, when you have this type of injury, surgery could be needed, but minor. It may take several days to a few weeks for you to feel better with this. Yes. Oh, so surgery wouldn't even knock you out for a significant no, period no, of time. No, more of like a clean It's up. a procedure. Gotcha. It's exactly what I just said. Sean just wasn't listening. He was no, trying to go I, I was it's like a colonoscopy. He's forgetting that I was a professional athlete and got <laughs> beat up for a living. <laughs> but, you know, I'm a professional WebMDer. So. <laughs> well, that's what the Knicks are forcing us to do. They're forcing all Nick fans to become <laughs> WebMDers. Uh, back to the Brunson thing. That definitely is a nice sign. That yeah. it's an ankle sprain, which you knew, and that they're not even ruling him out. So yeah. maybe he warms up tomorrow, and they see, is it worth giving it a try? I'll tell you right now, as much as you want to beat Dallas, I want you to beat Dallas. I can't stand them. Um, you got to be smart. Like, this is where I would agree with you about being smart. You know, when a guy's not hurt, like, you can't coach being afraid. You can't coach thinking, what if this guy gets hurt? Right. But now he is hurt. Now there is an injury. And I think that with an ankle sprain and the minute – that he logs, and yep. we know that Tom Thibodeau would put him out there, and he'd play a lot. You got to be smart about it. And even if the Knicks make a trade tomorrow, that guy's not walking through that door tomorrow night. That's more for a few days from now. So they'll be shorthanded tomorrow against Dallas. And if they're without Jalen Brunson, it's just not the end of the world. Like the beauty of this streak that they've been on, where it's what is it overall? Sixteen out of nineteen, something of that nature. By the way, not even the hottest team in the NBA. Yeah, Cleveland out of nineteen. Yeah. yeah. Cleveland Cavaliers are. Yep, sure are. But it's funny, all of us, myself included, we're all skeptical. Yeah. 
Because the Knicks, so, it's not that they beat them last year. It's that they bitched them last year. <laughs> you know Cavs are soft, or at least last year they like were. Like, they pushed them around. Uh-huh. It's one thing to beat a team. It's another thing to look into their eyes and say, you're soft. Specifically Mobley and Jared Allen. No doubt. Like, two big softies. I admit mm-hmm. that. I, I, and I love Jared. You know how I feel about him. So, as well as Cleveland's playing, there's that little smirk of, oh, okay, that's cute. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Now, by the way, the rest of the league feels that way about the Knicks. Like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> They're fine. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I don't know how scared they are. Do you think this run by Cleveland makes Donovan want to stay there? I think the Donovan Mitchell thing is so overblown. Like, he's not being traded by tomorrow. Right. No. He's going to be on Cleveland uh-huh. this year. Definitely. And I think how things go in the postseason will help dictate what the Cavaliers decide to do long term. And I love Donovan Mitchell. I really do. I've always admired him from afar. I think he's an awesome dude. He's obviously a Med fan, and I'm biased. But I have to ask a question. If you want to win, mm-hmm. like that's what you want, why the hell are you trying to leave Cleveland? You're in a great spot. Yeah. Like, you're a good young team. Right. So if you're leaving the angle to go to New York or L.A., whether it's my team, your team, or the Lakers, why are you doing it? Well, And it's not like other stars that have bounced because they just couldn't win where they were. Right? Think about LeBron. Mm-hmm. Just try after try after try. It's never going to happen here. I'm going to Miami. You look at KD. You try after try. They move to OKC. Try after try. You get close, but I'm going to Golden State. Right. That's not that's not Donovan's situation. You know what it would be, though? And and by the way, maybe you respect this. It would be Donovan Mitchell saying, I don't want to live there. Like, I don't think it would be any more complicated than I am from Connecticut. Yeah. I'm a Met fan. I want to live in Queens and commute. Like, yeah. I think it's as simple as that. And, and a part of me says, well, shouldn't you try to win? But then the other part of me says, eh, it's way of life. Right. He'd rather be, like, who doesn't want to live in New York? I love New York. That's my home. Like, I respect that. Why he'd want to go to L.A. is beyond me. That's a dump. I hate L.A. I think it's the most overrated city in America. Traffic. And that's one example, yes. Smog. The mm-hmm. people are completely fake. Everything's a million miles away from each other. they to be fake. They're all well, actors. Everybody? Or they want to be. I love that. <laughs> They're paid to be fake. Everything about them is fake, including their lips. It's true. No, you look at them, you don't know what's real. No, I agree with you. They're paid to be actors. So that's supposed to make it okay? No, it just is. Dude, if I did a Cinco de Five O, a Cinco de Evo of the five worst cities in America, LA's in the top five. And there's a risk that it's going to fall off the continental United States. But that's okay. Like, that's fine. As long as we tell everybody and they can leave first, yes. like, who the hell would miss it? Won't we disappear one day? Manhattan's an island. Mm, but we have, we're bedrocked. <laughs> What are we, the Flintstones? Yeah, I don't know about that. We don't have, we don't have uh, earthquakes. Ah, see, we don't have earthquakes. We don't have major earthquakes. There was an earthquake in Astoria the other day. Not really? a big one. Uh-huh. Yeah, but if it's not above not a three, it doesn't count. I, I, I agree with that. Like, what LA's waiting for the big one. Yes. But we're close enough to Nova Scotia. What if those glaciers keep melting? What's that going to do? Keeps flooding the water down, and then it comes What do you know about Nova Scotia? You don't know Nova cold. Scotia. It's cold. My, one of my favorite parts of Epcot is they had a thing called Canada 360. Yeah, I learned all about Canada. Very nice place. The only problem with Canada 360 at Epcot Center is they made you stand the entire time. I wanted to sit down. Like, I'm tired. You know? There's a chair shortage in Canada. <laughs> Must be. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.